Welcome to episode 14 of Devil in the Detail podcast. We are joined finally after a win. I'm Deck and I'm joined by my co-host as always in Dill. Hello, how are we doing boys and girls? I'm just waving my scarf around in, in excitement. After <laughs> and we've got a special, very special guest today. We've got Dave, the other guy, and we're going to talk about stuff mostly United, but also will Gerard be sacked? Let's Ooh. get into it. Our guest needs no introduction. All he needs is one word. Oofs. Dave, thank Oofs. you for joining us, my guy. <laughs> yeah, nice to be on here. Nice I bet, one for you. I bet when you agreed to do the podcast, you were like, you know, you know, we'll, I'll come after, you know, banter some United fans after like a uh, <laughs> three or four nil win. But, you know, it didn't uh, didn't materialise like that, did it? No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm happy to be on here. Yeah. So what do you think of like Liverpool's performance? Do you think we were... That good, or do you think you were that shit? Or you know, is he a United fan? I was going to just say that. I was, that's not like, I am. Oh, f- I thought he's a Liverpool fan. I want, oh, no, I wonder what you're on about <laughs> when you said I thought you were going to come here and banter United fans after a three or four. Yeah, I was a bit confused, but yeah. how, really. how have we waited until we've started recording and uh, and we've done that? I swear, I I've been talking to you about this. Yeah, when I said, should we get Dave on? Is he a United fan? I think it would be good. Uh, uh, in my mind, yeah, it was Liverpool. Was... Right, that's all the questions gone out the gone out the window then. Oh, uh, so I, we'll I've, do this I've off not, the top oh, of shit. Is this Is this the plan you sent to me and I sent a thumbs up to you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I forgot to read it. I was, I was eating my tea. What a thick bastard. <laughs> what a dickhead. Sorry, but sorry. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, I'm a United oh. fan. I've been a United fan since fucking hell. Well, I'm from Poland originally. Yeah. So I uh, moved over from Poland to England and I've supported United since about 2004 and five. watching Wayne Rooney. Glory home, yeah. Glory home. That's what I say. Uh, so so just... I, I'm, so... I'm a lot closer to Old Trafford than Dylan, by the way. So. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, you're I am. Not lot, you're not a lot closer. I'm yes, I am. I'm fucking I'm... 20 minutes. 20 minutes and I'm there. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the problem is you're from Poland now, aren't you? So. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Thomas <laughs> Kuczak. Well, you're definitely Plus closer than me. I'll stay Thomas quiet. Thomas Kuczak. <laughs> <laughs> United legend. Uh, yeah. Are we are we just going to carry on from here? Yeah. Then? No, I think, it's, I think it's good. Well, yeah. yeah. So yeah. thoughts on United's performance? You know, I know you're a ma- massive United fan. You know, from from <laughs> Poland originally, but you, you're a huge United fan. We all know that. And uh, yeah, so it. thoughts on the United's performance? Um, I think we played. Well, I don't think we definitely played really well. I watched the whole game yesterday, and we played really well. We was on the pressing them straight from the you know first kick of the ball. Um, the only thing that annoys me is we've put in such a good performance against Liverpool. Why can't we do that against yeah. the, the lesser teams mm. like obviously Brighton and Brentford? And not just that, we've pretty much like camouflaged and duct taped over the fucking problems that we're, we're going under now anyway with great glazers and stuff like that. So it's a bit annoying, frustrating, but I'm glad we won. We needed that that for them three points, obviously. And it's always a good day when you beat the Bindippers. Yes, calling the Bindippers, I love that. <laughs> Not many people say that. I think it, it. You've got to be happy with the win, aren't you? Like I'm, 
I could be so miserable with United sometimes, but even me yesterday, I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this and yeah. then see what happens. We'll get to Southampton. Che Adams will probably score an hat-trick or something, and then we'll go back to, st- to yeah. stage one. But um, I'm, st- I'm still happy with it, and I'm just going to enjoy it, and then we'll see where it goes. But I do think, um, in terms of the football, Ten Hag's definitely changed it up a little bit. Because like, if you watched it yesterday, it was very, it was good. It was you know pressing, attacking, but it wasn't really kind of the Ten Hag ball that we were expecting. If you know what I mean. So I do you think he's been a bit more pragmatic, a bit more defensive than he probably would like to be, playing a bit more on the break, which is good. But the only point I've got with that is, at what point does that then change? Because we're basically playing like how we did under Ollie, mm. which is good. We're getting results, and that's fine if that's how we want to do stuff going forward. Whatever, if it works, it works. But it's not really what we were expecting in terms of the brilliant attacking football I yeah think. I, th- I think the way that we tried to play we kind of tried to blow them away in like the first 15 minutes of each half really like we, we yeah. were high pressing them and then once we got that goal when it was like near the end of the match or near the end of the first half then we were just sitting deep everyone but we we looked defensively sound defensively structured which was uh which was good and like like you said the the best thing about it for me is you you know where the improvement is needs to be like yeah. in terms of the possession in terms of like playing out from the back like the difference between yesterday De Gea played almost everyone long like didn't yeah, really we try playing long. out from the back like you think, know yeah. the improvements that he wants to make to to make the team better and yet we still put in a like really good performance so yeah I thought I like, also think I do think that it, the game plan was a lot different to what you would have liked so soon in the season because we faced Liverpool so early on in the season. Mm-hmm. So, say after those two defeats, we played Southampton instead of Liverpool, the game plan would have been a lot different. I think we would have played more Ten high kind of style of football instead of what, like, like Dylan said, on the Ollie against uh, Liverpool. Yeah. So, yeah. Just yeah. Because, it's because obviously when you play against Liverpool, we've bloody hell, they've not lost a game for like 12 months, have they? So, yeah, that's that it. I do, yeah, I just, I just want to get to the point where obviously I know like, Maybe it will change if he gets Anthony Gakpo a right back in before the end of the window and he might go a bit more in how he actually wants to play in the long run. I'll try and stop hitting my mic with my hat. Um, but I've completely forgot what I was going to say now. I think you've seen how much of you are. Yeah, I think that was it. I think that was it. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good that he can be pragmatic and stuff. But I just, I want, I want, I think me and Decker spoke about this in the past on the pod where we want to see us play a big team and play like a big team as well. Like yesterday, we did control the chances in the game. Liverpool had more, more of the ball, but we, in essence, controlled the actual game and what was happening in it. But I want to see us play our football and go toe to toe with a big team and beat them and not still play like we're the little guy. Do you know what I mean? So I am happy with it. And the more we talk about it, the more I'm getting a bit annoyed with how we played weirdly. But, um, yeah, I just I hope it changes soon. Maybe against Southampton, we'll see it. it. But the thing is, though, with with any new manager coming in, it's going to take time for for that to happen. It's going to take at least eighteen months to actually see the exact what he wants us to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can see bits of it, can't you? But the bits of it we've seen so far against Brentford and Brighton have been De Gea giving the ball away, and you know, yeah, just just shite. No, there's been no no good has come from it, but. Do you think if he, yeah. could, if he could turn back time, he would start Henderson? Now he wouldn't let him go on loan. Do you go on, Dave, what do you reckon? I don't know. There's, I feel like there's some sort of fucking agenda against Henderson at United. I just I, we don't really never really give him a chance, mm. and he deserves it. Every time he goes away, he puts in the performances, and he deserves a chance. So yeah. if if it was 
Oh, uh, Ten Hag's decision, and yeah, he would. But I think it's just, there's more to it. There's more to it. There's there's something in their contract that says certain players have to play so many games. Draken. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I just, I just think with De Gea, it was that he didn't want to upset the, like, upset the apple cart too much. Where he's probably like, right, we're going to phase Ronaldo out. We're going to phase Maguire out. I can't phase every single major player and major name in this team at all in one season. Because Pep no. did that. But even Pep, do you not think even Pep did it slowly? So maybe he thought, I don't want to get rid of all the kind of leaders in the dressing room from the old team straight away. Kind of want to keep some of them a bit loyal and then we'll see how we go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fair point, yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I hope that's it, because I'd like to see Henderson back in the fold, to be honest. Um, and I think if he did have the choice now, we probably would swap them around and loan fucking De Gea to Forrest, because that's his level 37 out of 38 games a season. Um, I know you'll like that one, Deck. But, yeah, I don't know. I think people just hate Henderson because he loved De Gea. And this is the thing, like, I don't get why you can't just be critical or you complimentary of both. Like, I prefer Henderson. I'm done with De Gea. But like De Gea played well yesterday. I'll give him an eight or a nine on my match ratings. I won't be like, "Oh, De Gea, shit." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There are a lot. Of, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's like a lot of people have tried to make the story about some United fans about the players who didn't play, not the players who played. Like saying about, "Oh, it's all all Harry Maguire and Ronaldo." Yeah, we need to drop them. On so, like, it's because they didn't play. They're the problem. I mean, it's just kids, isn't it? At the end of the day, I don't think. I do get, I do get that though. It shouldn't be the story, though, should it? It should be about no. how well we've played, not about the players who, who who didn't play. I think the only way that you should talk about it is talk about it in terms of Ten Hag's selection and be praising Ten Hag in terms of that he got his starting lineup, he made bold decisions, he got everyone right, and we and even in game changes, he got every everyone right, and we got the result. I don't think it should be made about two players sitting on their arse instead of the players that actually performed out. Yeah, on the pitch. I know that. That's true. Yeah. No, Ten Hag definitely made the right decision in dropping a couple of players, obviously like Harry Maguire and Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was odd how the, they made a big thing of Bruno and Ronaldo in the game as well. Did you see that? No. Well, like, I think it was 1-0 one, one up getting towards half-time. They were like, well, Martin Tyler said it, well, we can see Bruno play so much better when Ronaldo's not in the team. And they then put a stat on, didn't they? Yeah, how many goal involvement he's got with and without Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I the, see. The, the season before Ronaldo got here, he was our Ronaldo. He was the, Everything went through him. We had no other goal scorers in the team. So it's, yeah, it's just yeah. ridiculous to compare the two. And obviously, yeah, start. yeah obviously, like a second striker's numbers are going to fall off a bit when you get an absolute, like a poacher and a finisher in. That's just how it is. Like Bruno's playing up front on his own, basically, most of the time. So I just think it's a stupid comparison. Um, should we talk about the goals, maybe? Yeah. Now all the questions are out the window. Off, out the window. Off, out the window. Yeah, say off the window. That's the one, mate. Um, thank you very much, Deck. Couldn't get through this without you, mate. <laughs> um, what did you think of Sancho's goal? Then are we finally going to see the best of Sancho in a United shirt? Do you reckon, Dave? Do you reckon this is a start? Start. Well, we 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 seen glimpses of it. What last few games of the season, um, and now we've seen it again, like yesterday. He's just got the composure, and he's just really quick with his feet. He's not got the he's not got the legs to sprint, but he's got the composure to go in and out of players. And I think with the mixture of the Martial, when Rashford is fully confident as well, them front three are going to be really good because they can literally just link up really well in front, in front mm-hmm. of that goal. Uh, but no, Sancho's goal, just something else in it. It's just it it's just good. literally sat sat to you know sat James Milder down. Sat uh, Alison down, and then Bruno's told him where to shoot. 
Yeah, I found that was just what I was going to He's got that much time that Bruno's been able to look at the goal and go, just put it there, he'll score there. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think of Rashford as well then? Do you reckon we're going to see the best of him as well? If you're thinking Marshall, Rashford, Sancho is going to be our front three, we're going to need Rashford fit and firing, aren't we? Probably Anthony though. I mean, we're mm. going to go balls out. Like, to Balls out? That's not an expression, but I'll use it anyway. We're going to go balls out to uh, to to buy Anthony like going in probably 100 mil. So... Mm. Who do you reckon he would yeah. replace? I don't think it's for replacement, though. I think it's more to give Rashford a kick up his ass to say, listen, we're signing someone that's going to be playing in a similar position as you. You need to start performing because just because you're one of the better players in that position don't mean you're going to be starting every single game. Mm. Yeah, it's not enough competition, is there? And no. like, if you look at Liverpool when they were good, well, last season Liverpool had Firmino, Jota, Diaz, Salah and Mane and like they'd swap all the time wouldn't they? Like three would start in the Champions League three would start in the league then if someone's not playing great you can bring two other bordering world class forwards on so I think it's good to have them kind of yeah. options because if you look at it like you'd say well we can't have Rashford, Sancho, Martial and Ronaldo and Anthony or whatever but like City do City have got yeah. Haaland, Alvarez, Foden, Mares. you know what I mean? So I think it's good if you want to get anywhere. I think Spurs showed it with Salim Richarlison. Like, you need depth now, don't you? You can't just have three yeah. really good forwards and then academy players on the bench because the drop-off's going to be mad. But it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens. But Rashford really did. That's the best I've seen Rashford play probably since a lockdown season under Ali, yeah. I reckon. Like, probably two years. It, yeah. it, it was really good yesterday, going past people, sprinting down the line. It, like, not being scared as well. Like, even when it didn't come off, like, he was trying to chop around Van Dyke, flip-flap around Van Dyke, and it just like, it, a couple of months ago, he would have just turned backwards and passed the ball back to, you know, McTominay or something. So I thought that was encouraging as well. Yeah, you know when Rashford's playing with confidence because he actually tries to take people on. Like, yeah. otherwise, yeah, like you say, he would just do a bloody a square pass like to, to McTominay or whatever. But, um, so where do you think, because we were, last week, we were obviously very, very down about United, and we we were predicting like we predicted top ten, but we think you know in between sixth and in tenth. I think has that changed after this after this one result? Where do you think we'll finish in the table, Dave? Um, I'd like to say like top six. Um, I mean, if we play like that every single week, I don't I don't see top four being a struggle. But we do we we've got this stupid little cycle that we go through at United, don't we? We did it under Ollie where we do like. We play, say, ten games, absolutely unbeatable, the best in the league. Uh, get a really good momentum going, and then all of a sudden we're going on a losing streak. So yeah. it's just a bit uh, of a cycle that happens with every single manager. So, and I think it's the, it's definitely the Glazers at fault for that happening because people just lose confidence. Managers managers don't get backed in January windows and stuff like that, and then everyone's just like questioning things when things go wrong. Everyone points fingers. Yeah. yeah, I was I was a bit but, disappointed with the coverage, to be honest, of the the protest. Yeah, they didn't like, I mean, show anything outside the ground. No, they didn't. No, they no. really talk apparently, about it or apparently, they did before half an hour before the game. Like turned, most people were going to turn it on. I mean, the coverage started like bloody an hour and a half oh, before they, the game or something. Because, yeah, Ten Hag's interview. I didn't actually catch that. Yeah, no, me neither. But um, yeah, most people were going to turn it on half an hour before or around that, and there was no coverage about it. And the protests were were pretty big for what I did see on on Twitter. I do yeah. hope that it doesn't, well, it is going to diminish it a little bit. You know, a big performance against Liverpool, unfortunately, you hate to say it, 
the 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 intensity is not going to be sustained. I don't think yeah. with like it if we start playing well, that's just the the, the nature of it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I think you know we've actually got a, a chance of having like a, a real change with a buyer that, that well, at Ratcliffe wants to buy the club. But yeah, we'll see. I'm not getting my hopes up about that, man. I'm not going to lie to you. We'll see what happens with that. I think you have to have hope if you want to. So hope that kills change, you. Though. Yeah, but oh yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's I it. I mean, if you haven't got hope, then you won't go to a protest. If you haven't got hope, then you you know, then necessarily, not necessarily. It just if you don't think like, you've got a chance of making a change, then why would you go to a protest? That's what I'm saying. Well, because you care, but you know, you don't ultimately think it's going to do anything. You could just do it because you want to try and help. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I think, I think that's just your behaviour, that Dylan. To be honest with you. Yeah, I well, think so I'd rather have. You could, if you if you if you want it to happen, you're gonna hope, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I need to get more in touch with my feelings. We need to talk <laughs> more, guys. I'd rather have I'd rather have blind hope than just think the club's finished because realistically, United are done for if if we can't if we can't get them out. So welcome to my club deck. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have blind hope, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, with was, sorry, go question. on. There was something else. That, yeah, I did, but go on. Oh, do you have a question? Oh, I'll go. You go after me. Casemiro oh, coming you. in. What's our uh, What's our three in midfield with Casemiro uh, coming in? Do you reckon? Will it be Ericsson or will it be Fred alongside him? And Bruno, Fred, Fred McTominay, Bruno on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I'd like to see Fred with Casemiro just because of the record that they've got at Brazil and yeah. then Bruno in front of them. Uh, it, I think Bruno would be really protected just to do his own thing like he did under Ole, uh, give him that freedom again. So, yeah. yeah. The only thing I worry about with that is like, where's the like, more of the consistent playmaking coming from and just the little passes? Because like Fred... Can't, isn't really a chance creator, is he? Or like, uh, do you know what I mean? He doesn't really. He play said that he many... said that, but I think he's he's you not really had the chance to, to play that role. He's no, no, I know. I just worry about like kind of the lack of technical ability in that midfield three. Do you get what I mean? Like, because yeah. Casemiro's technical ability has definitely been underrated by the people in England since mm. we signed him. But with Bruno playing hero ball and trying to fucking boof sixty yard passes onto Martial's cock and stuff like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just don't know what it's going to go if we if we don't have Ericsson in there. But in an ideal world, you'd have Casemiro and then you'd go back into the window and you'd definitely try and get Frankie de Jong alongside him. Yeah, I've and given up all hope. Yeah. I can't see us Anthony for bloody 100 million and then Frankie de Jong for like, what, probably about 80. But it would yeah, be yeah, unreal, especially, but still. Especially when we was linked with bloody Rabiot and... Anatovic, yeah, which I know. two weeks ago or a week ago. That's, That's crazy. Do you think it is pressure from the fans with the with the Glazers? Is, do you think that is the reason why they are they're, they're shitting it? Because yeah. ultimately, I mean, it doesn't make a difference. Like, in, okay, pressure would. It's not nice. It's not good for sponsors. It's not good for the commercial side for the club. But if they don't want to sell it, I mean, what? What what can you do really? I well, mean, they, what does the pressure mean? In an ideal world, why why would they sell it? They're making money off it. At the end of the, they're, they're the ones taking what is it a billion pounds since they took over in dividends yeah. and interest payments. They're not they're not in a, a situation where they have to sell. But 
if we're struggling on the pitch and we start losing sponsors and start losing that money that actually makes that money uh, from the commercial side, then they they will look at selling, but then they'll sell at a loss. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's that's the one reason that makes me think it might not happen anytime soon. Is because they've no. got no reason to, apart from the fan pressure and stuff. Like they're making money off it. No one can make them sell it. Do you know what I mean? They don't often go to games, so it's not like they're really seeing any of the abuse anyway. All this shit about like reporting companies and giving them bad ratings on Google isn't ultimately going to do anything for them. Do you know what I mean? So, I think the, that's the only bad. way. The only way it's going to stop is if we stop buying t-shirts and we stop buying tickets to go to games. That's mm. the only way it's going to stop. Because if you stop yeah. buying the merchandise, not only is it um, Adidas, obviously that, that miss out on money, mm-hmm. they're going to get pissed off. They'll just cancel the sponsorship. Yeah, I think we need shit to go badly down the pan for it's definitely to be sold. Yeah, but I'm talking like 15th, eight, relegation. Like somewhere around that. For, the, for, for me to be sure that we're going to be sold. Oh, As I, I said... Get... Relegated, I worry that we're bloody not good, bloody bankrupt with the uh, if we get relegated, how are we going to be able to afford all these players' wages? We still take loads of money because this is Manchester United, we're talking, yeah. But I mean, the TV revenue is where we get the most money, not like shirt sales. I mean, shirt sales, we get you know, it's it's mainly wages, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. So, I mean. With the with the TV revenue, I mean, I'm sure United would be on TV more than the average Championship side, of course. Yeah, but but, but still, I mean, the money the the money between that and the, the Premier League is going to be crazy. I think we'll massively struggle. I don't think we'd ever get relegated. I don't think it would get yeah yeah that bad to that in that position. But to answer your last question, is it is it panic is it panicking from the above? signing Casemiro 100% they, do it, they, do it. they did it with Fellaini they did it they do it all the time with Di Maria and stuff like that um, but then you've got a question why has Casemiro left Real Madrid to come and join us when we're struggling payday till he's 35 but then again you see that right he must have been on 200k at Real Madrid and he's going to be on about 300 now so it's a big amount of money but this contract we're offering him is only one year longer than the one he had left at Madrid so yeah. Like I think he was, it was three years at Madrid. We've given him four with the op- option of an extra one. But we don't have to take that up if we don't want to as a club if he's been shit. So, really, would he move for like 100 grand a week more? I know it's a lot of money, really, but like when you're, you know, a multi-millionaire... It's, it's, it's not even 100k more, though, is it? It's more like 60k more, but just because of tax. Mm. Yeah, well, let's hope he's telling the truth about it. Well, Varane said it, didn't he, like... Wanting a new challenge and stuff like that. That's Maybe they're, they're, just, they're interested in a project. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It would be interested after those first two results. <laughs> interested in the project after a bloody 4 0 loss against Yeah, I mean, you, can't, you can't get down and over that, though. Yeah. You? But I'm just. That's got to pick up. Yeah. But looking as like a prospectus player looking to join United, like. I mean. Well, look Would at Frankie de Jong. He don't want to go, does he? He yeah. wouldn't want to go. Yeah, because Barcelona's his dream club. Oh, fuck off, will you? Know? Yeah, but they don't pay his wages. Yeah, your that, dream that club. club but... That club's going to be finishing in the next two years, I'm telling And you. I can't wait. I hate him. I've always yeah. been a Madrid. I've always been a Madridista over Barcelona. Always have. Even for Ronaldo was there, even though they nick all <laughs> that players as well. I have, but like, oh, it's my club. But the club that don't want to pay you, the club that's wanting to get lawyers in to force you out and make you get send you to fucking jail because you breach your contract. 
fans that are fucking booing you and fuck throwing shit at your car. But this yeah, so, is my club. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Is yeah, that Sergio, being in- you- Sorry. Sergio Busquets there earning fifty million. Yeah. But everyone else has to get a wage cut. What's yeah, all that about? It's, it's like I've been in an abusive relationship, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh, my boyfriend hits me, but he loves me, really. He's only doing it because he cares. <laughs> like, no, no, he doesn't. Get out. Get out now. And obviously, if you're um, a victim of domestic violence, then get in touch with all the relative helplines. And I wish you well. Yeah, always the advocate. The, um... yeah, that's made me such a great guy. <laughs> oh, we haven't, we haven't spoken about Martinez, man, the Argentine butcher. The pocket-sized village. Uh, he's a uh, yeah. Village, man. Fuck off. He he was he, he was class. Like uh, I think he's already. Well, I'm not going to say already. It's going to be I the can fan see him. Yeah, hundred percent. You can see him going to be the fa- like it, after the first two minutes. Do you see him like shoulder barge? Like set the tone of yeah. the game. It, it, it was shoulder Salah, by Salah. Wasn't it? and then Salah looked at him like, and he just walked. And <laughs> yeah, just right. off first and, two minutes in, mate. Back. I love yeah. yeah. I love that he was straight in there. I didn't give a shit about who he was going into or whatever. It was just how aggressive he was first. We were literally, I think there was a passage of play of about five minutes where it was a bit like pinball and possession kept getting turned over now and again. But we used to, we got to every single second ball first and yeah. he was part of that. I think he made five key passes in the final third as a centre-back, which mm. is ridiculous. Yeah. It was just so so good. And I love that he's solid and he's rock hard and he put his head on someone's fucking boot. But he also draws fouls and is a shit house, a bit like Bruno as well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? He's clever with it, and he? he's very clever with it. Yeah, I love South American players. If you get the right one, they're literally they're so passionate, aren't they? Like, yeah. like Tevez, Cavani, even like fucking Rojo, man. Rojo. Yeah, I do miss Rojo a little bit because he, yeah. he was a wild one, but he was just a bit too wild. Yeah, oh, we never got a red card in the United shirt. I never know. Do you remember that tackle he did on Gay at Everton? Yeah. I think, do you remember, two-footed, jumped in for about 20, like <laughs> yeah. 10 feet off the floor and got a yellow card. That was fucking unreal. But fucking Argentines are mad, aren't they? Mm. They are mad. Do you reckon they'll be a fan favourite then, Dave? You're looking forward to seeing the, the pocket-sized Vidic as Dex coined him. Yeah, Can't definitely. Yeah, he's he's going to be a fan favourite. But I also think uh, Tyrell Malassia. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He's bloody hell. I was, I was, more, I, was I more impressed with him. I think if I was to give both of them rating, I'd give him the same rating. Mm. Like Martinez and Malicious. I can't fucking say his name. Tyrone no, Gary Neville couldn't either, and he gets probably paid a million a game. He kept calling him Melissa. 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 Oh, Melissa's on the ball. Yeah. I think, um, in a way, you could be more impressed with Melissa because of how much he costs and the level of expectation. Exactly. Well, I'd, exactly. I'd probably just edge it Martinez for Man of the Match, but when you think Melissa costs 12 million quid, really young, coming from Feyenoord, never really played at the top level of even European football, you know, playing yeah. Conference League. To put in a performance like that, I reckon it is more impressive in a way. You literally pocketed Salah. Yeah. And not not many people can do that in the league. No. Yeah. I think Diaz had a bit of joy against Delo. And I think it, it also points the finger like Luke Shaw saying like, "What have you been doing in preseason?" You can literally just. I feel like Luke Shaw's put on weight. I think since he always, the end he always, of season. I don't. I think he's one of them a bit like Rooney though, where you just it's more of a you thinking it. Too many large Big Mac meals. Yeah, <laughs> insane, man. Uh, with Rooney, with Rooney, always it was always like he would take um, like any period that would have off if he was injured that he would he would really struggle to like get back his fitness because it, like, mm. yeah. like as soon as he to- stops training he'll put on weight like off season like when it's uh, like pre season he'll he'll put on 
weight and then he'll take you know a month or two into the season for him to actually get his get his fitness full fully yeah do you, do you remember that picture um you should remember it. it's iconic of him and Colleen in like 2005 walking down a path and he's got like shorts and a tank top on and he's got like a massive lollipop in his hand. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> as big as his head. And then you see pictures of him in the pool with like a bottle of Corona and a fag in his mouth. Like yeah, like yeah. A fucking eighty million pound footballer who came third in the Ballon d'Or that season. He's there having a fag and a fucking beer. He thought he was fucking Maradona in the seventies, didn't he? Yeah, but at the end of the day, like the, the performances on the pitch always complemented what he did off the pitch anyway. So, whereas like Luke Shaw, come on, how many yeah. chances have the lads had? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do think that's part of the reason Rooney didn't really go on as long, though, is because of yeah, stuff like 100%, that. Yeah, I mean, but I, I'm a big fan of Shaw. I am. Um, I will. I will. I will turn on players eventually if they're that shit for long enough. But I'm just. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm still just very fond of Luke Shaw. I think uh, he hasn't. He hasn't been good since the Euros. But then again, a lot of the United squad, just the entirety of last season, were, were terrible. Like, I mean, Maguire's. Yeah. It, it they both the at the Euros. McGrath and Shaw are our two, yeah. two of our five best players. Yeah, in the Euros, definitely. And um, there's a lot of players that we we just haven't mentioned, just for the fact that all the players were just stood out. I mean, like Varane alongside, I just beg that he stays fit throughout the season now, because that that back four now, Southampton, it, the back four picks itself. You, nobody comes into that. It has to no. remain consistent. And it hopefully, I know it's just one game, but hopefully they can they can build a partnership together and yeah. I think the mm-hmm. balls on Ten Hag to, to, to drop Maguire to, to drop Varane um, because Maguire was undroppable last season under under Ranić and uh, uh, and Oli so the balls on him to, to, to drop him had such a good performance and hopefully he can stay fit because he, he must have missed like half a season last season yeah he is very injury prone unfortunately yeah what um I've got a question, maybe one of the last ones. What team do we all want to see for the Southampton game starting on Saturday? If if Casemiro's fit, who would you put in? Who, what would you have be, Dave? Uh, definitely be De Gea, uh, Martinez, um, Moran, uh, Malicia, uh, Dallo, Casemiro, Fred. Uh, Bruno Fernandes and then Sancho Martial and Rashford yeah that'll be mine as well I've just, I just been thinking about it that's literally how yeah. I play I think Alanga did well I think he, he did okay well, he did, no he did more than okay he did quite well but you've yeah, got to Martial in Mar- Martial kind of obviously he didn't get a goal but he kind of affected the game more than Alanga did when he came on didn't he and he kind of glued it all together I think as well because we were going so uh, long so often I think Martial Held it up really well. I mean, for that for the second goal, I think it came from uh, was it a De Gea? It, it, it was like a long ball forward. Is it a De Gea? Like a... It was. I think it was a De Gea, De Gea long ball. Liverpool head yeah. it down. Henderson gives it away. Then Martial. Ah, uh, yeah, up, yeah. After Rashford, it was Hend- Henderson's fucking pensioners in midfield, man. Absolutely yeah. awful. Our, yeah. our, our midfield is genuinely better than Liverpool's. If Thiago's not yeah. fit, if Thiago's not fit, I'd rather have Casemiro, Fred, and Bruno than Fabinho. Henderson and Cater, whoever they play, because that stinks. Like even Fabinho's look bad. Yeah, he looked terrible when he came yeah. on. It's, yeah, he's been bad for a while, and they're always fucking injured as well. Him and Thiago, they're not reliable enough. But let's not talk about them because you are not. What, a what are we fan. saying? What are we saying about Ronaldo then? Like, how do we fit him into that team? Because I don't, just can't see it. 
We don't. We let him go. Because it's, like, it's like it's like fitting a fat dick in a tight ass. <laughs> like, it really, it really yeah. is. How do you know about that, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't. I'll tell you about that. Like, I'll tell you about that reference later, Deck. It's all right. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't. I think we sell him. I don't. I think he disrupts the team. He brings nothing but bad press. Bad vibe. Who's, who's gonna have him? Who's gonna have him? I don't. I don't know. Fucking put him in reserves. Then get him. Get him on. Send him to Swingers Club. But yeah. would you, would you just cancel his contract? Because he would agree to that if he wanted yeah. to. So is that what yeah. you do? And then he can find his own club. And I'm, yeah, I'm well, sure there'll yeah. be takers if we if we just cancelled his contract. If we got Anthony yeah. Gakpo in, hundred percent, because Gakpo yeah. covers a nine. Yeah. If we get them to hundred percent, if we don't, I'd still keep him just because just he is spit, he's spitting his dummy out, and he he likes to spit his dummy out. Yeah. Um, but then after a bit, he does come back and does play a little bit better. But you can just see it now. In the like towards the end of last season, his legs are going like he's not as fast as he used to be. He's he looks a lot more tired when he's on the ball. He's just he's a bit slowish, uh, and with the way Ten Hag plays, he plays with youngsters at the end of the day, doesn't he? He plays with younger younger style of player, players. Yeah. So and that, that that quote from Bruno today. Have you seen it? No. I just found it on Twitter. Um. So he got asked by eleven sports over the foot they are. Um. I may know one or two. I may know one thing or another about Ronaldo's future, but I won't be the one who'll say it. For now, as a United player, he's quiet. If he's going to leave or if he won't leave, he will speak soon, as he said. That sounds like he's leaving. Yeah, but now I know, I know, I know one I know one or two things. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the whole two weeks thing. You'll all know in two weeks. That's what, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's and then, do you know what? I can't wait for the goal bridge, bridge brigade and co when he goes to fucking Atletico Madrid or summit for it all to be fucking true. Because it is. How is it not true that he wants to leave? He, he obviously does. Yeah, he does. Oh, he wants right. to play in Champions League, doesn't he? Yeah, he and wants I'm to not, I'm not get that record. Yeah, let him go. It's is what it is. Like yeah. we don't need him anymore. He was a good stopgap for a season. We didn't spend that much money on him. And it, let's be honest, if his name wasn't Ronaldo and we weren't relying on him for shirt sales as much as the Glazers are, he would have been gone two months ago. That's yeah, the only bro, reason. Still here. If City had never gone in for him, we would have never gone in for him. Mm, that's, true. No, that's all it yeah. is. We stopped. We, we only stopped City again and getting him. That's why we got him. Yeah, same with Maguire. Same with Fred. Same with Sanchez. Look how they've all gone. Cracking deals. <laughs> Yeah. 200 million quid wasted on City's fucking sloppy seconds who they didn't want I'm sure they do it on purpose yeah they probably do they probably fucking do <laughs> play a game of fucking chess with us yeah they'll bid for they'll bid low ball Leicester for Maguire and then bid for fucking Ruben Diaz at the same time who they really want yeah I do I do like that the fact that we if like if we would have lost that would have been the story like if we would have lost like scraped unless we got absolutely battered or whatever but the story would have been oh dropping Ronaldo less so Maguire because most people most yeah, want a shock, was anyway. it? But, but yeah, no, he, he, I, I would, I would let him go. Like I say, I'd uh, having a look at how well, like how well we pressed as well. Like Rashford chasing down literally every ball, which I didn't think was going to be the case. Literally, when when I saw that starting lineup, I thought, so you got Rashford up there who doesn't work hard and can't finish. I thought, bloody hell, we've got, <laughs> we've got bloody no chance. But uh, obviously, he literally chased down every ball, and like you said played well and Ronaldo yeah struggles struggles to fit in that and yeah, my starting 11 was the same as what yours would be as well Dave yeah yeah well Rashford can play down the middle as well he played down the middle for his goal yesterday and obviously I don't want him playing there all the time because he's not a consistent enough goal scorer but he's an option as well um should have kept Cavani eh 
Maybe yeah. not. Well, I don't know. No. Definitely not. Um, what about Eric Bay? What, what What do you think about Eric Bay? No, I'll get rid of him. I'm not asked. Have you seen, really? Him? Yeah, so here we go, isn't it, to um, Marseille on loan now. Yeah, I'm I think he's asked. done and dusted now. Yeah. Are you bothered? I, I liked him on the sly. He's a bit of a cool hero, but he's not... Every, every, yeah, every, every time he's he's been out for a while and he goes in and plays one game as an absolute star, but then he goes in and plays a second game and gets sent off. Yeah, or gets injured again because he's hamstring. Yeah. I think it's just... Because he just goes in wild, doesn't he? Yeah, you just need to get rid of him. Like, he is good, but he's not fit enough. He does have a howler in him as well. Mm. And I don't think you can really say he's better than Maguire, Verano, Martinez. So I don't think he's ever really going to get... Some people might say he's better than Maguire, but he's not going to be starting for us. He wanted to start for us, and that's why he's leaving. He's got no chance. He might not even get on the bench now. So, you know, I don't know what the buy clause is. I expect it to be like 10, 15 million, maybe. It'll be something on often. Yeah, but, but it's better It's better than keeping him for another two years and letting him go on a free like we have done with everyone else like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's about the reaction finding buyers for people now. And he's a, he's a cult hero. No context buy, he's great on Twitter. All the shit. He, like, jumped in during a national anthem. Shit like that. You know, the um, roulettes in your own penalty area. But yeah. Cheers yeah. to the memories. Well, Van, Van Bissak has been listed for transfer as well. I think he's been up for fucking ages, probably up when Ranit was there. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's got to be one of the worst... Tra- if we sell him back to Palace for £10 million two years after we paid 50 for him, that's such a bad deal, isn't it? £40 million pound loss. I don't think yeah, he but... start for Palace anyway. To be honest, but... no one questioned the transfer when it, when it first uh, happened, but... He was never yes. good going forward for Palace. No, like, it's like a lot of things no. in football. People don't click. You'll just watch him and think, oh, yeah, he's good. He was really good for Palace. But then it's only once you get put in that, you know, small fish, big pond kind of thing, you think, shit, mm. he's really out of his depth. He can't do this. He can't do that. But because Palace didn't do that, you didn't really think of it in that way. And the thing that worried me more, up until he was 18, he was a fucking winger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, wait, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm surprised Palace release him at the age of 12. Imagine him being on your right wing. You'd have no fucking chance, would you? Christ. Yeah. But apparently we're going to be going in for a right back if we do sell him because obviously we need some something like yeah, a replacement. It's, I think it's Dumfries is the... Uh, uh, that would be good. Most likely, isn't he? thing is that most heavily linked, yeah. Would be good. Dutch. So we're definitely yeah. in for him. Like, is it? 100%. No fault rumours there. No, I'd definitely take Dumfries. Yeah. Oh, did you see Ronaldo Blank, Cara? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, was, that, was, that was glorious. If that's the one thing he signs out on, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, obviously, these, you know, obviously rivals and stuff, but I don't, I don't think, I, it's annoying how, like, on the one hand, you can, like, kind of disrespect the club in this transfer window, and then I think he's probably doing a little bit of PR by not, by not well, you know, just going to I don't it. think it is PR. I think it's because he's that self-centred and probably sits there wanking off to tweets over himself at fucking midnight. That he's probably <laughs> seen that he's probably seen what Carragher said about him, and Carragher's been very hypercritical mm. of him. Yeah, and rightly so. Um, maybe I didn't use the word hypercritical right there, um, but he's been really critical of him, and rightly so. And I think he's just seen that, and he's just got he's just a baby, isn't he? I literally think that's what it is. Because one thing, I love Gary Neville, but he'll never talk out against his favourites. It's only the past week. Over the last, you know, twelve, forty months of the Ronaldo's been here, where he said maybe he should stand up and be a bit of a leader, and that's been his only criticism of, criticism of him. He hasn't said he's a disgrace, wanting to leave the club, poor performances, all this shit. So Gary Neville's very much a lick ass with his mates, isn't he? Whereas Carragher will just—he doesn't have to be loyal. But that's why 
I, I think that's why I didn't go over to him because of all the um, shit he said yeah, about yeah. him in the past. Nothing to, to do with, nothing to do with the rivalry between, you know. I don't think know. it's that. It's just no. not being fake. When you, they don't like each other, do they? So what's the point of being fucking fake? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's anything to do with the rivalry because we know he doesn't really give a shit about United anyway. So, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Well, I think that concludes, unless you've got any more questions for, for Dave Dill. Nah, no, nah, I've not. Sorry for wasting your time, Deccan. You're writing them Liverpool ones down. Next time we get a Liverpool <laughs> fan on, if, they're still doing, if we get a Liverpool fan on, if they're still doing shit, we can pull them back out. Hey, yeah, I had, I had some funny. great questions lined up. You know, he's going to talk about Milner's cock and everything. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. I was, I was going to do, I was going to do it like you know, oof's moment and go, how shriveled was Milner's cock after Sancho put him on, put him on his ass? I guess it's, I guess it's still relevant. You could. Say. Yeah, yeah, you have to be a Liverpool fan to answer that. Yeah, true. I've, I've got where will Liverpool finish? Um, yeah. we'll give away all our secrets. These are great questions. I mean, I can, I can ask Paddy for you if you want. I'll ask Paddy for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give a WhatsApp see if he replies this time. So, oh no, yeah. Well, not he, we're not organising a night out, so I'm sure he will. Yeah, someone's in it for a minute. We'll see. Yeah, but thank you for coming on, Dave. Um, yeah, no appreciate it. And I mean, you, Dave, you know where Dave is. Dave is the guy if on watch, TikTok. If you're watching us, you know who Dave is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, be quite frank. But we'll put your links in the YouTube as well. Uh, but get yeah, you, yeah, might get you a follower if you're lucky. Dave. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. I get, get me, me mum following. Um, in fact, no, bloody hell, not the stuff no, you post. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't get <laughs> yeah. follow me, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you, and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much for Dave for that legend. As always, you can find Dave's um, socials in the description below if you're on YouTube. And yeah, let's talk away from United. We've had 45 minutes talking about United, so let's uh, talk about Chelsea a little bit. They've uh, okay. they're going to have a busy busy end to the uh, transfer window I mean and they're looking for left wing option Gordon from uh, Everton Tony 21 Gordon. yeah he's he's got three years left on his deal but they're looking to pay up to 60 million pounds is that an absolute bargain deal mate that's going to be the transfer of the century wowie <laughs> I think they sign him to be more of a, a strike you know kind of play that up front role and try and give him goals which is a bit well, mental. they need one, don't they? I mean... Yeah. I just, it just, it, it's beggar's belief. 60 million quid for Anthony Gordon. Like, he's, he's an all right player. Like, he's a decent little player. But by no means, I don't even think he has a ceiling that will mean he's worth 60 million quid. I don't get what he's shown. I mean, I've not watched, I don't watch all of Everton. But, like, I watched a lot last season because they're in relegation scrap a lot. And I, did, I didn't watch Anthony Gordon once to think, wow, what a cracking young player he is. He's going to be a world beater one day. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. get where this reputation all of a sudden's come from. But, you know, if Chelsea want to waste 60 million quid on him rather than getting someone who's a bit more proven and experienced, then by all means go for it. But I just think it's a it's a very, very odd move. It's it's a strange one, that's for sure. Um, I, d I don't know what it is. I literally, I can't think of one reason why they'd think of spending that much money on a player like Gordon. Like, you can go and get a Zaha or someone like that. You know, they're haggling over Albamiang, even though he's not great. You'd do better right now. Mm -hmm. They don't want to pay more than 15 million for him. But yeah, we'll go splash 30 million on, you know, a kid with a bowl cut who's got like one Premier League goal to his name. 60 million, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's fucking yeah. crazy, isn't it? Mental. Well, I mean... It's hardly like for like, is it? Abamyang and Gordon. I mean, it's got yeah. two completely different players. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, yeah, it is an odd one. Like you said, he. I, I watched them obviously 
uh, last season, you know, they're in a relegation scrap. And he didn't stand out at all. The only player that did really was, was Richarlison. He's the one that, like... We know what you um, think about him. Kept them up. Fuck knows what yeah, you think he, about I thought Gordon. he's shy, so what do I think of Gordon? Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Um, he is, I mean, he is young, but like you said, you don't... His ceiling doesn't look... No, it's not like he's going to be... Like, 60 million is someone you pay for who's going to be... Under, Established. It should be one of the best in the position within a few years. Like yeah. Nunes, you know, Martial, when there was all that hype around him. You know, but Haaland, players like this. Not Anthony Gordon, man. It's Yeah. I, I can't wrap my head around it. Him and Morgan Gibbs-White are going to be two of the worst transfer deals I've seen in the Premier League in a long time, other than, like, Lukaku and Sanchez. 100%. For value for money. Like, it's mental. It just shows how much more, more you have to pay if someone's English, really. And I know, like... I saw a, a stat on it today that I think not many out of, like, the most expensive transfers in the Prem are English players... But a decent English play goes for an absolute premium. It's just, it's for, you know, considering they're a relegation threat inside who finished 16th last season, to be selling a player who only really established himself in the first team in the past six months for 60 million quid is absolute insanity. But, you know, all power to them, man. Let them um, let Tommy Tuchel spend it on Gordon, play him up front all season, see how many goals he get. I'd f- fucking rather keep Lukaku. Yeah, well, I'd ra- I'd rather keep Werner to be honest. Yeah, than, than Gordon that they've, they've, mm. they've sold. I mean, I know he. To be honest, he was back there uh, watching versus Spurs, wasn't he? He still loves the club. Um, so if you go to get Gordon, Werner. he's a downgrade. Yeah. He's a downgrade on on Werner, definitely. Mm. Different it, kinds of player, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Werner can't play. Well, they tried to play him on the wing, didn't they? And it was absolutely dreadful. Yeah, but. Uh, but, but if, yeah, if no. they're signing Anthony Gordon to be kind of play as a number nine and getting goals this season, then they're mental. They've not got enough as it is. Like fair enough, maybe Bam to play left wing, but then who's playing up front? The main problem's a striker. And like we said, Ivan Tony, Man United and, and Chelsea mm. need Ivan Tony. Why they're not looking at him, I don't know. Because surely he wouldn't cost much more than sixty million quid. Surely not. Like no one's even and tested if they're the water. Gordon. Exactly. They should be willing to pay it on. Yeah, like, I don't know how much it'll cost. Obviously, Brentford don't need the money. They won't want to get relegated. It's close to the end of the window, but I can't imagine it's going to cost more than sixty million. Tony, I just, I, I don't get yeah. why no one's really looked at him. It just that, that blows my mind, to be honest. Yeah, it is. It is odd. I, I think, and another, it, like I say, it's going to be very busy it is. Uh, for the end of the window. The window for Chelsea and the Leicester have rejected a third bid. Worth seventy mil for five. They're not in, they're not increasing it though, are they? Because I swear is it last different time, structure? I swear last time it was seventy mil flat, and now it's seventy mil with some harder to reach, hard to reach add-ons. What? So they've got? I'm got sure that's a new bit going backwards. So no, so no, it's the same amount up front, but there's add-ons now, but they're not the easiest to get. It's not like appearance based. It's probably more like trophy based and stuff. Um, right. Okay. So I don't really get but, it. Like, if you want him that badly, and like I said, you're willing to spend sixty m's on Gordon, just whack an extra ten mil on, see how you get on. Obviously, the money's yeah. not really an object for him anymore, again. So just fucking, okay, yeah. yeah, just go go for it. It's a bit of a weird one. It, like that, that is a wise, that is more of a wise move. I mean, 21 years old. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, he is 21 mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, But for a centre-back 21 and to be, you know, in a Premier League starting in, uh, starting 11, it's like a, a top, top 10 club. Yeah. Well, who knows if they'll be this season, but... He's got low bags of potential, hasn't he? It's more understandable, and, isn't it? It's definitely more yeah. paying that. Who's you know, it was very highly rated when Leicester got him. Anyway, Leicester did well to get him in. I think for thirty odd million. I think there was bigger clubs interested. Arsenal, I know, were interested, and I think yeah. they opted for Saliba in the end, which might be the right investment. It looks like now, 
But um, yeah, he's, he's, he's highly rated. He's looked good whenever I've seen him. A lot of top clubs have been linked with him. He's good on the ball. He's strong. He's quick. He's, he's, he's tall. He's physical. Good for a back three. Good for a two-call team. I, I think he'd be a really good signing. And if not, you know, he's lurking in the shadows after being benched yesterday. Big old Hazem Aguasa. Give us 40 million. You can have him, Chelsea. You can take him. It's fine. Do you reckon? I reckon we'd sell him for, for 40 mil back. Oh, uh, to Chelsea? Yeah. I reckon we'd want a bit more. He's not, he's not worth more than 40, though, is he? He's not worth more. If we're about selling one Bissaka for 10 and we paid 50 for him, it's better yeah. than that. Just get. I'd be, happy, I'd be happy with him going if we just got a decent replacement. This is the thing with all the United players. Like, I made videos saying I don't really want Rashford to go. I don't really want Maguire to go. Because I think they are decent footballers, but they can be replaced, but I just don't back the club to replace them. That's why I never really want anyone to leave. Like, if it was a Man City, do you know what I mean? And we'll sell them, but you know you're going to get a replacement in. Like, you'll have one ready to sign the contract as soon as you sell them. Then go for it, but I just don't have that confidence in United. Yeah. And Maguire, Maguire would be would be classed for Chelsea in, in, in a back five. Um, I think you know. I think Maguire would thrive. You've seen him play for England, his best performances. Yeah. Um, and yeah, although he did have a good season in the back four, uh, leading up to that, or I say it was more of the three quarters of a season because I think at the start of that it was the the whole Greece thing was was an yeah. Issue. I don't think he had the I best start. But three quarters of a season, uh, I think I think he was good. So mm. yeah, I think it would be a good signing for Chelsea. I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We've only he's only had we've only had one good performance with with him at the team. You know, who knows what it's going to be like? We might have the same back four, and we're absolutely shocking. It's Southampton, and, and Maguire comes back into yeah, the team, and he's much needed. What, what Varane gets injured? What I was going to say, watch Varane get a training injury this week or something. That really wouldn't shock me. Which is probably why they don't want to sell him. Really? Yeah. Because you, you want three good centre-backs, and I still think Maguire is a good centre-back. Do you know what I mean? It's just going to be hard for someone who's a club captain to be sitting on the bench waiting for a chance, but we'll see. I think we'll probably keep him for this season, and then if Varane proper cements himself, and Martinez does, then could be on his way out. But if, if Chelsea came with some money and we could sell him and get someone else in, I'd, I'd snap their hand off. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and moving on, let's go and talk uh, some Steven Gerrard. Um, will yeah, will he be sacked? I think in the last week, or was it last week that we did the uh, the uh, Premier League in words, or was it the week before? Yeah, where... I think I went on a, like a five six word rant about Gerard, didn't I? That wasn't one word. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I went, um, I went with first manager sacked. So I also in the in the table predictions, I think I had them finishing pretty low, lower than what a lot of people did. I think it was like twelfth or thirteenth somewhere around mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, I predicted he would be the first manager sacked. Obviously, he, I think he's the he him and and um, obviously Brendan Rodgers. I think are the two that are most yeah definitely und, under fire. Vulnerable. Certainly, Brendan. Obviously, only one point out of the the last three. Mm-hmm. But uh, they obviously lo- losing against Bournemouth opening day of the season. They've had they have got a win against Everton, but then a loss again at Crystal Palace wasn't a good performance. Right. I think Coutinho's not firing for them, which is a I think that's going to turn out issue. to be a bad signing. To be honest, I think no. But I mean, he's so good, so good on loan. Wasn't I think he? he's more of an impact player though, maybe an impact sub. But then is he going to be happy being there at Aston Villa? I don't really know. Um, I think their best yeah. front three is Watkins, Buendia and Bailey, but he seems to have an obsession with playing Danny Ings. He did drop him mm. last weekend and he lost, to be fair, and they won the weekend before. But Watkins, Ings and like Coutinho as a front three isn't very quick. It's not very mobile, is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he's just trying to find his best team. But when you look at 
their fixtures. So since he beat Leeds in March, if you go after that, from the 13th of March onwards, they've only won three competitive games. And they've been against Villa, uh, Norwich, who got relegated, Burnley, who got relegated, and Everton, who were beaten on the relegation zone again. Well, they're not actually, are they? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're outside the relegation zone on goal difference right now, with one point from a possible nine. They're the last three wins. Two teams that got relegated and the other team that finished 16th last season. So, it's not looking good, Brev, is it? Like, when you look no. at who they've signed, I know a lot of the signings came under Dean Smith, but they brought in Diego Carlos, Coutinho on a permanent, Kamara. Um, they brought way more in as well. I'm going to have to get it up so I can remember, but they brought off quite a few new faces in. And it's not even the fact that he's just he spent all this money. Like, I know that a lot of the money was spent under Dean Smith as well, but they have got a very good squad there. All been considered. So yeah, Carlos Coutinho, Kamara, all really good signings. I'll take all three of them at United, if I'm being quite honest. Maybe not Coutinho, but um definitely Kamara and Carlos. Yeah, definitely. Then they spent thirty million on Bailey, thirty five on Buendia, thirty on Digne, twenty seven on Danny Ings, Callum Chambers in, Ashley Young in. You know what I mean? So even though they're not all Gerard's players, you have got a very good squad. Like when you look at that Villa starting eleven, like some of the players are genuinely better than United's, let's be quite honest. And they're massively underachieving yet yet again. Like we said last week, every time Villa come to a season with great expectations and just do poorly. Like Martinez, Cash, Consa Mings, Dinye Kamara, Ramsey McGinn, Bailey Watkins, Buendia. That's a top half Premier League team, undisputably. One hundred percent. And they're not just living up to it. So I think he I think he could go. And you know what? I'd fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't we all? And I think I think because the fact that they spend so much, I think they can they can attract a bigger manager than than Gerard. I know Gerard did well at Rangers and it was, you know, it was an up and coming talent, but I think do you think they could get somebody like Who have you got in Graham mind? Potter? Do you um, reckon, or do you reckon no. he's looking higher? He's looking higher. I think there? Brighton to Villa's a sideways if not backwards step at the minute in terms of the structure of the club. Like, don't, oh, I think yeah, hundred percent. Villa, Villa have more money. They love money, don't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You 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 tell Graham Potter that he can spend a hundred million, um, well more than that in in, in a transfer, one hundred and fifty for like consistently every summer. Yeah, but is he really going to want to carve a legacy out at Aston Villa? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think after he does, after he leaves Brighton, like I think if he finished top seven, top eight. I think next time a big six team loses a manager over than Man City and Liverpool. I reckon if Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea and United sat to managers tomorrow, they'd all have, they'd all take a look at Graham Potter at least. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like he put his hat in. He actually kind of applied for the United job. Did you see? He applied for it. He... He's applied for. It, he applied for it. Kind of like got his agents contact United when Oli got sacked, and he mm. said they didn't want to appoint him because of his lack of Champions League experience. Like what? What a load of shit! Like someone even, got... even though we took on Ollie. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? That's not me saying I'm not yeah. happy, but I would have been happy. I'm happy with Ten Hag, but I wouldn't have been upset yeah. if we got Graham Potter in at all, at all. Yeah, especially not having an interim, not writing the season off. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Going in, it's going to be a huge game. Um, Villa versus West Ham next week. Yeah, and they've got I Leicester mean... a week or two after that as well. That's going to be a big one because Leicester are in the bottom three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, let's speak. I mean, that's one person that we haven't spoken about, David Moyes, either. I mean, three straight losses. I was predicting them to get. Yeah. I think I put them. I think I predicted them seventh, one point. Yeah, yeah. one point, uh, one place less than last time because I, I predicted Newcastle to get top, uh, 
top six. He so, came seventh this se- last season. We came sixth. Uh, eighth then it would have been. Yeah. If it was last season. One one place below because uh, I just had them shifted down because Newcastle I thought would get top six. Yeah. But yeah, David Moyes, I think this fan's starting to get frustrated. Uh... Yeah, I, f- I follow a lot of West Ham fans on Twitter and I think it, the, the main gripe with Moyes is his unwillingness to change the setup. So, like, Rice, Suchek, a lot of West Ham fans are saying Suchek and Kufel have been poor for quite a long time, and he won't drop either of them. Like, they always start every game, even though they've got decent options on the bench. Ben Johnson's a good right-back. They don't really have that many options at DM, so maybe that's why Suchek plays. But he kind of puts the same team out every week, regardless of how badly they do. Like, they've got Ariola on the bench, Skamaka, Corne, Ogbonna, Johnson, Lanzini. They have got options there, and obviously they're bringing a lot of players in as well. They just signed Emerson. Um, you know, so they have got options, and I just don't think he's changing very much. But surely they can't be called for his head yet. He got him to seventh yeah. last season. Yeah. He's, he's been unreal. He got him to set. Um, set was it sixth last the season before? It was, wasn't it? Because Arsenal came eight. Yeah, he got Europa League. Yeah, so you can't turn him in yet. I mean, don't get me wrong. He spent a little bit of money, but I think a sixth place finish, a seventh place finish, is still very well good going for that kind of squad with the amount of quality that is there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I don't think David Moyes should be going anywhere just yet. I think he's still doing a good job. They're not going to go down, and you know what? They might not get top seven, top eight, but it's not like they've given him a massive war chest to kind of push on, and every other team's got stronger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they would have given him un- like hundred fifty million quid and he was doing badly and he was you know mid table by the end of the season, then I would get it. But it's not like he's had shit loads of money. As I said, Arsenal are not coming eighth again. Do you know what I mean? Um, as we saw last season, everyone's strengthening around them. So. Yeah, I suppose they have spent 122 million actually. <laughs> After saying all that, um, but I don't think you can be expecting a top six finish at the moment with the quality in the Premier League with the squad that they've got. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And yeah, have you got anything else to add before before we end it? No, this feels very weird for us guys. So we recorded the segment with Dave earlier, so now it feels like we've not been recording for long enough, does it? it, it feels, yeah, 20 it, minutes. But I think altogether it will be. Uh... Okay, good, 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 know, good chunk, hour. a good hour or so. Um, no, not really. Um, we can look at we can look ahead to the Southampton game a little bit. This is coming out on Wednesday. It's on Saturday, so it's actually a bit closer than than it normally would be. Yeah. Um, I'll give you my no. We've already spoken about this. So I'm going to say ideal team. We've done that with Dave. So I tell you what, why don't we do a score prediction for the Southampton game? Should we just yeah, do that? Sam. There's no point previewing it too much. It's a few days away. People could get injured. I'm expecting the same team. You know. So let's. I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a 3-1 United. I'll, I'll say keep a uh, clean sheet. We haven't had one of those in a while. That'd be and nice. I'll go 2-0. Nice. So that's the same then. Um, so yeah, as always, give us a five-star rating on Spotify if you've enjoyed it or if you've hated it. I don't give a shit. It helps us out. I think we've got 15, 20 ratings on there now, so that's looking good. Um, so thank you very much for that if you are going to give us a rating. Follow our um, TikTok page, Definitely Detail Pod, for all the podcast clips that we work tirelessly to put out for you guys every week um and yeah you know me and Dekar. you probably follow us if you're listening to this anyway so we don't need to plug that and fucking viva united ggmu let's fucking smash them saints this weekend reds go marching on yes see you guys next week see you later boys